0: Nine, ignition sequence start.
1: Six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. Hello, good evening, and welcome back to Flowing Backwards, a podcast by me, Phil Peak, and the man from Mosley, all the miles away from us, Mister Ian, Four Candles Moss, and this is part two of uh, Candles Flicker, and. I hope you enjoy it. it. Has some rather excellent music, and some quite amusing chat. So sit back, relax, and enjoy.
2: Hello, here we are again, and uh, and again, um, I've um, I've I've ventured forth, and I'm uh, nestled snugly in Phil's nether regions of his house. That is. Um, we are, we're we in his cellar, he is at one end of the room, I am at the other end of the room. He twiddles knobs, I do not twiddle knobs, I've never been uh, much of a knob twiddler. Anyway, uh, I'm going to read you a poem today, I didn't read you one uh, in the last episode, I decided uh, to read you a poem today. Um, this is, um... To do with um, the Yorkshire Ripper and um, West Yorkshire's incompetent police force, and uh, Mr. Humble, the uh, horrible man from Sunderland, who uh, sent the police letters. I got beaten up once and accused of being the Ripper. Of course, I wasn't him, um, but I did. That's a, that's a fact. Um, anyway, uh, here we go. One, two, three, four. Humble played at being Jack and stupid George fell into the trap. In blinkers he looked towards the northeast. He made monkeys of the police and Peter kept on killing. Sending letters and cassettes Humble made George forget about incriminating facts. A banknote and tyre tracks, and Peter kept on killing. What was the motivation for adopting this pretense for sitting down writing letters, quoting published evidence? Did it make him feel clever, knowing that they had no clue? Was he living out a fantasy? Did he want to kill women too? The top brass were incompetent and their attitudes were ignorant if streetwalkers get knocked about it's their own fault and look out and peter kept on killing when decent girls start dying too then whitehall takes a sterner view but heads still buried in the sand they hunt a man in sunderland and peter keeps on killing okay that was today's uh opener and a little bit of a history lesson um so we're back on candles flickering and we had um just launched the manchester uh, meltdown which had been um, sort of glorious uh fun and and, and a huge success and uh Anyway, we sort of, um, as a band, we continued and uh, we, we, we played gigs. The trouble was that most of these gigs, although they were steady, were self-instigated. And um, promoters, uh, I would approach promoters and they would kind of um, brush me off. And they were um, putting on what they saw as the new exciting things. Bands who bore similarities to what we do. You know, they were guitar-based and trying to do something with some attitude. And, of course, um, it would be silly of me to um, feign modesty. I listened to these bands because obviously this interested me and they were inferior to what we were doing. And so the only conclusion that I could draw why we were not being offered gigs was one um, of ageism. They were picking new, younger, thinner, sexier outfits. We did not... Luke, right? It was ageism, as simple as that. And ageism is um, perhaps one of the taboos that um, needs addressing in the music industry. It's okay, you see, they get away with it because if you were a heritage act, that's all well and good. You can uh, you can play if you if you play with a name that the people know from years ago and play songs that people know from years ago that's okay but of course that's not okay for me i've no intention of doing that um my self-respect wouldn't allow me to do that i want to be of the present um i'm not an entertainer you know i'm not robbie williams or gary barlow or ken dodd you know i'm closer um, to Salvador Dali or Captain Beefheart, I am an artist. I am not an entertainer. And 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 uh, this ageism was a huge affront to me. I didn't like it. I've kind of got used to it, as you do. There's not much point, and you know, I'm not. I'm not going to start um, threatening people or beating people up or anything. But it does need saying. Ageism is rampant in the music industry. Anyway rant over um we went into the studio and this time we augmented our lineup with um a saxophone player with a, a, a fellow called david wilkinson who is um an academic writes academic uh books and teaches at manchester uh met and he's also a very very nice lad and um he um I met him through the Prick Jaggers, who I keep going on about, and, and David played sax on a track on the Prick Jaggers album. Anyway, I bumped into him at uh, another one of Una's gatherings, presumably a springtime um, um, pagan festival we were celebrating. But I remember sitting um, on, on chairs around a roaring fire outside um, and chatting to David. And I said to him, oh, we're going in the studio. Would you care to come and play some saxophone? And and he said yes. Um and uh he wanted to uh, come and rehearse, and and I didn't really want that. I prefer mad spontaneity rather than uh, something practiced. But anyway, he was more nervous than I anticipated he would be. So he came and rehearsed with us and rehearsed some parts, and we went in the studio and it was glorious fun. And I loved having a saxophone squeak. I love that. <laughs> noise that you can get on saxophones that you can't get out of other instruments and and so we recorded uh this thing anyway it then came down um because the the meltdowns had been so popular and also um every year in june i have a birthday um and it was coming up to my birthday and i'd had a lovely birthday the year before for my 60th but i thought why shouldn't my 61st be equally good um, and and so we um, we when I say we, there's no we about it. I uh, organised a, a summer meltdown uh, to coincide with my birthday, and uh, I'll tell you the bands that played because this is this is a great list of of Manchester bands uh, from sort of um, immediate past from from just a few years ago so factory acts play because they always play on on my birthday they've done it loads of times now but along with factory acts were flea um the adventures of salvador monkeys in love the empty page matthew hopkins bobby peru drink and drive and the sandells along of course with four candles and so Uh, it was my birthday and it was a fabulous day it was great there was loads of people it was hot and sweaty and somebody had made me a present of a uh, hotel room for the night which was really considerate of them although uh, the fire alarm went off about four o'clock and we were evacuated from the building which um, rather spoiled the sort of restful recuperative nature of a a night stay in central manchester after a hot sweaty gig anyway uh so that was what we did anyway so i'm going to play um something from meltdown i should do shouldn't i yes what shall i play right i'm going to play two tracks uh from Max from the meltdown so i'm going to play you matthew hopkins love don't do logic now matthew hopkins is not a man called Matthew Hopkins. Matthew is um two of my female friends, Julia and Anne, and Anne's son Max more of later. Fabulous musician Max drums in Matthew Hopkins. Matthew Hopkins of course was the witchfinder general. And so we're going to play you a track by Matthew Hopkins called Love Don't Do Logic and we're also going to play Uh, A track by Flea, who, Flea originate from the um, mid-80s, from the scene around the boardwalk with bands like the Slum Turkeys and things like that. And Flea are a two-piece comprising Boz and Rat and uh, a drum machine. And they made a fantastic noise. Uh, It was great. So we're going to play Too Much by Flea. So here is Matthew Hopkins and Flea. (laughs) La, 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 la as i say we recorded with david and and we um I can't actually i think it was nettle rash that we put out with david and uh it got really good um reviews um from all around the world really well all around europe the, the usa but which isn't in europe of course but then um good reviews from france belgium italy uh switzerland austria um it was it was it it was very nice and um it was quite obvious that becoming a very respected small selling but but respected which is nice although it, it is um Oh, every, I think every single review um, said we sounded like The Fall, which we don't. We don't. I, I mean, I've played you these tracks, and we don't sound like The Fall. And we've never tried to sound like The Fall. But it is when people review and say that they mean it as a compliment, and so I'm not. I'm not being. Um, I'm not being churlish when I say that. I just just find it a bit strange. It's just shorthand, isn't it? Um, so yeah. We we on the back of that we went and played at, at um, Strummer Camp, um, and that was that was really really good, and uh, we went down tremendously well, and it was great, and and I liked it, and I see lots of people, and at um, at this time, I'd um, taken on a a little project. Well, it wasn't little. I'd taken on a project, um, almost by accident. I decided to start photographing people holding LP sleeves um, that I selected um, simply because I've got a lot of LPs and I didn't want a uh, selection of people holding the favourite LPs thinking how cool that was. And, uh, you know, there's a whole demograph of people, male particularly, who uh, I'd, I'd have had... 400 pictures of people with clash lps you know and another 400 with stone roses lps uh, and i didn't want that um but anyway i'd started this project and it's great because you won't believe this uh, because you hear me wittering in a way seemingly very confident but i'm actually quite uh, shy beneath um this and not particularly skilled in um Hmm. In social situations, I'm not very good at instigating uh, conversation, and this was a great excuse to approach people and speak to them, and uh, and it was great, great fun. I got some really good photographs, and um, and got into lots of interesting conversations with with people as well. All over, I was taking L- bags of LPs everywhere I went to to any gigs and venues all over. The, the the place mostly manchester but around the northwest and and down into brighton as well yes i remember taking uh, a glorious set of photographs at my friend sue's wedding um with the wedding guest posing and the wedding couple posing with lps i gave sue a one lp sue and her husband vernon uh, to pose with um so i was doing that what became of it um, I'd not finished, I'd not finished when when the lockdown started, and it became, as the lockdown has stretched on, it's become apparent I am never going to finish it to my satisfaction, and so uh, a friend, Karen, put me in touch with Home in Manchester um, about them exhibiting the photographs, and we had uh, some preliminary talks, and uh, they were sort of, quite enthusiastic but then unfortunately of course they said we're not doing anything at, at, at the moment you know there's not much point putting an exhibition on that nobody can go and see so uh, it's kind of died a death i'll perhaps do something with it on the internet at some point um, i should do because people were so generous with their uh, with the time uh, doing that anyway I've, I've waffled again, and as I say, this is part two. It's a summarization of the Four Candles uh, experience. And so I'm going to play you something by Four Candles. I'm going to play you a song called Badgers um, because uh, I like it. And uh, what I like about it is, you know, you, you can take it as as being, um, and it is, about being against the the culling of badgers but it is also about um, the reason for the badger cull which was purely down to political expedience it was all about getting the uh, country alliance vote on board and that was bought in badger blood so this is badgers by four candles. this point i wandered into the eagle um one night to see a band it might well have been matthew hopkins actually and stood at the bar it was ding and um as i say and I, I can be quite quite spontaneous in my thought processes and it just i just said to ding do you fancy doing some recording and he uh, presumed i was asking him to provide me with studio time uh, to record something with, with four candles, perhaps, or something else. Uh, I said, no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, you and I um, write some songs and record them together. And he said, oh, I'd love to do that, which was very gratifying. And so um, Ding and I um, convened in his, um, in his studio in uh, 6DB, and um, started doing doing some works, and um, he he gave me some basic um, skeletal tracks over that that I wrote things for, and then I went and um, howled over them, um, my words all o- over these skeletal tracks that ding them fleshed out and cut up and rearranged, and it was excellent it was excellent we were getting some great great stuff and we christened ourselves unseasonal beasts and um ding uh, then um invited several people to um to participate anyway i'm not I'm, I'm going to speak more about unseasonal beasts in the next and what may be uh the final episode of this particular adventure although not to the final episode um if that makes any sense to you the the final episode of this story there are other things that we can do so we're not going to disappear out of your eyes completely anyway um as i've done this um mark the guitar player in four candles then decides that um he wanted a uh, another band too and uh he forms a band uh called Black Limousine who um played played music that is i suppose close to his heart is 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 something that he's very comfortable with um it it's much more clearly defined as a, as a rock band than Four Candles would be much less quirky and much more straight ahead um and he, he put a lot of time, money, and energy into this and was finding it difficult then to commit to four candles. And we were in a, um, in a, something of a stasis. Um, and ev- eventually, you know, uh, something had to be said and we discussed it amic- very, very amicably. There was no falling out or anything and it looked very much like mark was going to leave the band that the 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 band would be uh be split uh, that seemed um practically a certainty uh, anyway we went away to um to sleep on 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 that possibility and um and then i i discovered um that um, my kind of inner henry kissinger and um, and with some diplomacy, I I phoned Mark the next day and said, "Look, I don't think you want to leave four candles, really, do you? Why don't you simply say, let's put four candles on hold for three months while I concentrate on black limousine, and then we can reconvene? How would that be for you? Great, he said, and so that was great. And a split was averted, and it also allowed um the rest of us some time to sort of recharge batteries and and do things it was at this point weirdly enough that phil first floated the idea of of doing some podcasts with me see because when you've got time you uh, you look to fill it so um from the, from there um we we went back into the studio just before um, all, all this crisis came along, and we recorded a uh, EP called Alternative Golf that we all liked, and, um, and we had various musicians come along. It was fantastic. We had um, a bassoon player, a cellist, a trumpeter. Um, what else did we have, Phil? Pianist. I think that's I think right. I think that's about it, yeah. but it but it was great, yes. Lots of maracas and rattling. Yes, lots 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 of sort of experimentation with with noise, and that was that was great. Um, but it's it, this what this lockdown has done um, has left everything in limbo, because in in truth, you know, it's been so long now since we were since we've rehearsed together we could we could rehearse of course sometimes depending what tier we find ourselves in um but there there seems no point when there's no outlet uh for it when when there's no imminent likelihood of of playing any gigs um it would be a bit like a dry wank um and so (laughs) so we haven't done um so where that leaves us, I don't know, because obviously, over this period of time, um people people's priorities can can change at the at the end of all this. I don't know if we will still have a band. I don't know if it you know and and this is the same for bands all over the country, of course, all over the world, you know they've not seen one another. And, and and people have had a lot of time to think and kind of uh, reassess their lives in some cases so um, so I don't know where we're up to. I'd like to think that we' get back together and that we're still capable of doing some work. I want to do it but I can't speak for everybody of I course do. until that's over. Phil wants to Now yeah, that's 50 percent of us but bands are not made up of percentages it's 100 per- well they we are if it's 100 percent, that's great but anything less than 100 uh doesn't really work anyway um oh, there's a depressing note um i'm gonna play something by drink and drive because they figured for uh, quite a period large in in what we were doing in four candles they played um a few a couple of the meltdowns and they reciprocated by um Playing some gigs with us. In fact, we 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 uh, played their their final gig, which was very very dramatically um, prepared a, um, a a kind of um, a, a leaflet traditional for funerals uh, to announce their uh, intending split that was given out to the audience before. Playing their, their final gig with us. Anyway, I'm going to play something by Drink and Drive because they were Drink and Drive were really good. So this is Springtime for Drink and Drive. Are you ready, Drink and Drive? <laughs>
3: It makes the birds sing, sing, sing
2: So, we're coming to the conclusion of this episode. I know it's a a shorter one, but uh, there would have been too much for one episode if we'd done this on the end of the previous one. Um, So, um, because of the shorter nature, I'm going to read you a second poem, which is a new thing. We've never read a second poem before. Um, And then I want to play you a couple of uh, tracks by... um, that, that, that have sort of sustained me over the last few years because otherwise it's, it's all getting a, a little bit incestuous. So I'm looking out at the wider world because you never stop listening to music. So the first thing I want to play you is by Peter Perrett, who was the leader of The Only Ones, who I adored The Only Ones. And miraculously, if you know anything about Peter Perrett and his sort of um, problems with addictions, he reappeared... Um, a few years ago, and played some gigs and released a fabulous album on Domino. He's played since played another tour and and I've and I've seen him and he, and he's and he's on fine form. His band contains his two sons and he released a second album, although I don't think it's as good as the first one. Peter. Anyway, this is so we're going to play a track off the first album. We're going to play an epic story, which is wonderful. And then uh, I'm going to play something from further afield. I've got to play something from Vancouver. I'm going to play something by Crack Cloud. Crack Cloud are a youngish. Everything's young to me. A uh, youngish, I suppose they're in their 20s and 30s uh, group of Vancouverans. And Vancouver has a um, a terrible problem with... Um, with with drug addiction and abuse amongst its homeless community and has a large homeless community and crack cloud are street workers aiding people who need aid and also a band who are absolutely excellent really sort of full of vitality and vigor and so we're going to play tunnel vision by crack cloud anyway that's me introductions for that over I'm going to read you um a poem and then I'm going to say um going to say my goodbyes so I'm going to read a uh, a poem about um I don't know kind of it's the state of the nation which I mean ye- yesterday they allowed football supporters into stadiums you know and at Millwall They booed the players taking a knee for the Black Lives Matter thing, which was usually depressing. Uh, If you read what's going on in Poland, the sort of um, right-wing agenda there, uh, obviously our lunatic leader um, in Italy, very right-wing. Thank God the orange monster in America is gone. But the, the world, I don't like what i see in the world and this is about that so this is called the new nazis don't let them take you by surprise don't underestimate their spies their evil eyes and outright lies the new nazis are on the rise no brown shirts now they are disguised that's a word to the wise minorities as ever are victimized the new nazis are on the rise when you look beneath the surface, they're the same as they ever were. Hateful, twisted and perverted. They want to rule the world. Censurers are burning books. Snipers, targets, sitting ducks. Individuals get dirty looks. The new Nazis are on the rise. Law exemptions for the elite. Imposed curfews. It's time to sleep. Be silent. Don't dare make a peep, the new Nazis are on the rise. Look beyond the propaganda, the slogans and the songs are preaching persecution and more power for the strong. The new Nazis are everywhere and as a consequence for being a round peg and not a square, around me they put a fence. The new Nazis don't like us come to cut us down eliminate all dissent so we cannot make a sound look past the veneer of democracy and what is advertised to legitimize the grotesque actions the new nazis are on the rise uh on that cheerful note i will bid you uh, goodbye um I've had to do without my licorice tea today. Helen had no licorice tea. I've had a lovely purple tea uh, from the purple-haired Helen. It was a cranberry and Seville orange. Very sort of wintry warming. Highly recommended. So it's goodbye and much love from me. I'm sure it's goodbye and much love from Phil too. Um, Hopefully in 2021 i will get to see you all i've loved you and missed you and i can't wait to uh, lay eyes on many of the listeners and and any listeners who who don't know me and i know there are people like that uh, i love you just as much thank you for your thank you for listening thank you for feeding back to us and uh we will flow backwards once more soon
4: This book, too many times. The hero's death is tragic every time. Trying to pretend. I don't know how it ends. An epic story of romantic love. It has to be the ultimate in love, the scale of sacrifice. Cheaper the price. Together we can face this hard world and laugh about the cruelest of things. Our suffering is beyond any words. It's too late for repentance. Subs- to be the ultimate in love. Take another shot. It's all that we got. Together we can face this hard world A laugh about the cruelest of things. Our suffering is beyond any words. It's too late for repentance. This hard world, and laugh about the cruelest of things. Our suffering is beyond any word.
1: Well, Crack Cloud. Love Crack Cloud. I think they might be my new favourite band. I don't know. I've got so many. <laughs> thank you, Ian, for yet another wonderful podcast. And thank you all for listening. We are now in the midst of another lockdown. It's a difficult time for everybody, including us. You know, we're all isolating. and But we're going to have to revert back to WhatsApp. So the next podcast will be slightly less quality, but you'll be there to enjoy it. So it's goodbye from me, it's goodbye from him up there in Mosley, passport control up in the hills, overlooking the valley. Stay safe. Tranquility Base here, the Eagle
0: has landed. Roger, Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue, we're breathing again, thanks a lot.